Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Everyman's Odyssey podcast, where we explore the challenges and values of authentic masculinity through sharing stories and ideas. I'm the host and founder of the podcast, Cole McClure. For today's episode, we actually have an interview with my brother-in-law, Jason Morris. This episode will be the first part of a two-part series. Uh, the interview actually went a lot longer than we anticipated. Uh, you know, if you'd like to see the full uncut video, that'll be up on the Patreon page. And it goes a little bit longer, and you can kind of see how the sun goes down there. And in the background, you might hear some strange noises. Uh, my brother Jason will be lighting his cigar with a butane torch. So you might want to check your volume on that one. Uh, but hope you guys enjoy the episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. Here we go. All right, so just to get started, I was thinking, I've got some questions here, but just to start. Okay. If you want to give, like, just background, just take a couple minutes and tell everybody about yourself and where you're from and what you're doing now. Well, my name is uh, Jason Morris. I grew up in Southern California, born and raised. Uh, I'm in Texas now, 41 years old. Still haven't figured out, like, anything, like... As far as, you know, you need to be here, here, and here by a certain age. I'm finally hitting my stride. Nice. But I have four kids, married to your sister, and I don't know. I mean, I like to have, I love cigars. I don't, I don't smoke them as much as I like to, but that is like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. And it's blowing right in your face. So I actually some people enjoy it. Some people know? don't. Some people hate it. Like they don't like it at all. Like Amber can't sit like next to me, like with a cigar, if unless the wind's blowing the opposite way, where she doesn't get it. So I actually like the smell. I just don't like like having it in my mouth. But it's been ten years since I had one, so maybe oh, I would okay. like it now. But so the first question I'll start with is because it is kind of a a weird thing to do why'd you agree to do the interview um i think just i mean obviously you're my brother-in-law but i think the title of it is like every man's odyssey so it's not just like you know i feel like you're not just going to be talking to people that have their shit together or just talk to people that are just like don't know what they're doing you know right. i think like for me, I feel like I'm in between, in the middle. Like, I feel like I'm not just faulty in all areas, but I definitely can improve in a lot of areas, though. You know, so, like, I think with Everyman's Odyssey, just from kind of listening to the first couple things you had going on, the episodes, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like it's good to just get different men's perspective, you know, because, yes, we're all men, and, like, we all kind of struggle with the same thing, but, like, we all kind of go through life differently right you know what i mean so like everyone's struggle is different yeah but we all have that how do i put this men have this and it's like the hardest job because we put everything on our shoulders mm -hmm. you know what i mean and we internalize it a lot a lot of the time like right. so when things like are kind of going sideways like men take on like that that burden right you know and it's different for everybody. So I'm like, I'm loving to share in like that type of thing and like be part of this. 
because I think it's helpful to, to hear a different people's views and perspectives. Right. And then you take like a buffet. Uh, I don't like that podcast. Right, you can learn from this and not from that. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'll, I'll watch a podcast and I'll be like, dude, that guy's an idiot. <laughs> you know, or 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 I'm like, dude, I really like this guy. And I just think, like, having a variety, a different variety of types of people that have gone through different things is like, you know. Right. I think the guy, how old was your brother, your other brother-in-law? Yeah, Lonnie's how, 25. So he's, like, on the other, you know. And I'm he just my, got engaged, so he's, yeah, in a completely different phase and, of life. Yeah, and, so that's why I'm kind of excited. And I'm also excited, you know, see who else you get on yeah. Who else comes on this podcast in the future? You right. Know? Like getting somebody like maybe your dad's age or yep. our dad's age, you know, in their 60s or. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's so I was coming up with questions and I was trying to think of like, well, shoot, I, I don't want to just ask all the same questions. So I, you know, thought of questions for Lonnie and then I'm trying to think of unique questions for you. And I did change it up and I got a couple, but, you know, Nicole mentioned, like, well, you know, the point is every man's odyssey so it actually it is really interesting to like even ask the same questions but you're getting completely different answers different stories because you know not only are you know different age and different stage of life that you know other people couldn't possibly understand or have experienced yet or went through something differently but but even if you know you talk to another guy from southern california who's 41 and ha- like it's so unique to see the different answers but underneath there's you know, similar characteristics of, of, like you said, like men taking on that responsibility and that is an instinct, but then how they carry it can be so different. So I ended up keeping a lot of the questions the same, just so you can kind of see that, yeah, the change in perspective. Okay. Oh. All right. <clears throat> so after that, I wanted to see, like, who is it you, you look to? Because like you said, like, you know, there's some things I'm really getting right, and there's some things that I'm not. So, understanding that you don't have it all together. Who's someone that you look to in in your life, or just someone that you've seen, like, you know, social media or whatever, who's like, maybe they don't have it all figured out either, but the things that they're getting right are the things that you wish you were getting right. So, who do you look to for that type of... So, I mean, I think everyone's different when they... When you kind of, like, when you kind of question yourself as a man and like what do I what do I need to do within my family to feel like when I wake up in the morning like I'm fulfilling that purpose as a husband and father and when I go to bed the same thing right right Uh, I like to follow men that obviously they don't just talk like the talk like oh you got to do but then they don't follow through in their actions right so for me that's why I kind of like to listen to a bunch of different people But I think ultimately what resonates with me is, is, is like the no excuses type of thing where, okay, yeah, there's hiccups and things happen outside of your control and they're valid points. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like, there is going to be a break. And in between those moments of, of that where you can't control, there's, there's, right. there's, what are you doing? there's moments where you can, yeah. and are you instead just going to like cry and be like, oh man, this, I mean, really like, are you going to get frustrated and then put yourself in that state of, oh man, like I, it, the world's against me. Right. Like things are falling apart. Like, I mean, it's valid. I'm not saying it's like, no, I don't understand it because I've, I've do it. Right. So, but I, I like to fall them in that are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like, Hey, like you're not where you're at. Well, that's your fault. Right. You know? 
you no. you want to watch videos where men are in shape and they're taking control and disciplined? Well, that's because well you're not being disciplined. Like right. you're you're not taking those proper steps and oh, there's not enough time today. Well, that's not true. Everybody has the same amount of time. Everybody <laughs> has the same amount of time and you can see it with certain people that there's people that run Fortune 500 co- companies and they can find time to go and hit the gym. Right? And they've got kids just like you've got Everyone kids. Everyone does. And... I mean, you know what I mean? So I like listening to guys like Jordan Peterson. There's another guy, Ryan Stuman. He's okay. he's uh on so he lives in Dallas, but he runs like a he's like a he mostly has like a he's a sales closer, but he has like a big Facebook following for salespeople, and he's kind of the same way. But he used to be a felon. Oh really? Yeah, and uh, two time felon. Wow. And now he you know runs his companies. He has multi million dollar companies, and it's nice to see someone like him be able to at his age he's in his 40s didn't have his stuff together in his 20s or even his early 30s right like now he has a good family dynamic you can tell his kids and his wife respect him yeah and he gets to the gym early in the morning gets up super early um there's just a lot of people that i follow that have like a a regiment Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm noticing amongst a lot of the people that i like to follow it's like you got to put in the work. You got to get up, and you got to just fight through it. Right. So for me, it's it, having those things in my feed, my Instagram feed, or my yeah. whatever it is. It's just a constant reminder, like you know, you have to start, right? Right. And I don't know who it was. I think it was Ed Milet. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. I don't know if it was him, but he, and it's so true. It's like uh, one day or day one. Hmm. And that's how you look. How you should be looking at yourself. Are you gonna do whatever okay. you want to do one, you know, one day? Someday, yeah. Or is it is it day one? Like, right. is it gonna be like now? And it's really a bu- brutal. It's more brutal for me keeping it in my mind, wanting to be a better husband and father. Right. And then watching these people like, and it's in my mind all the time. It gets at me because I know I have to change. Yeah. I do. And I and and I'm not so, not in all areas, but it just in mostly like the physical, getting up, working out, putting my body in shape. Like, you know what I mean. Like, it's fine to enjoy a cigar and have beer, but if I'm, that's all I'm doing, right? And I'm not getting up and exercising. Like, it's, I'm not. Am I really being, the person, that man, the husband that I should be? Right. No, I don't. That's me. Everyone's different. Like, but for me, like, I don't want that just to be. Like, oh, I just, I have beer and cigars and I'll work hard. And no, I want to transform like everything. Right. And that's really, really hard. Yeah. You know, and so like following those types of people, it really, at least for me, it helps me just, okay. I'm right now, I'm in the one day. But right. it's just for me, it'll be day one. And, you know, I watch all these guys and, you know, some of them, they're on there, they're like, they're exuding confidence. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, who knows? You only get to see what they show you, right. right? So you don't know what the struggle is in their personal lives, but yeah. Um, but it's there's no excuse, you know what I mean? Right. I think that's for me. I don't know. I want to. Oh, there was another thing. I heard another thing about which is really cool. Sorry to go off on tangents. No. Is there's two versions of you that exist, and one is the person you want to be, right? And your whole goal in life is to catch up to that person. So, like, I envision myself, like, I have a vision of who I want to be, right? And he's way ahead. 
hmm. like way down there, like that that mountain pass down there, like that's where he is. And I'll when I know that I've done my job in life, it was when I've caught up to that version of myself. Right. And I think that's ultimately what ever all of us men. It's it's a race to be the to be the, a better version of ourselves. Right. Trying to catch up to the ideal of who you want to oh, be. Because all yeah. because at the end of the day, yeah, you're you know. You know, your kids are going to love you. Your wife's going to respect you more. Like, it, it, all those things are great. But at the end of the day, it's like you go to bed with your mind. Mm. And if you're not happy with yourself, that, that's not on anybody else. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, that mantra where I don't, like, the only opinion that really matters is the opinion you have of yourself. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, if you're a Christian or, yes, God's opinion matters, God's view matters. But, I mean... Uh, specifically on a personal level. Right. That has the biggest influence over your behavior. Right. So that's, I think that's my, my goal right now is just having four kids, young kids and wife is just trying to catch up to the better version of myself yeah. and just trying to get there before, you know, <laughs> right. physically I pass, you know what I mean? Right. And yeah. just try, I want to be able to say that like when I'm living, hopefully living an old age mm-hmm. and God, I, I finally, I'm proud of myself. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So some people, they think, oh, I just want my dad to be proud of me. Like, ultimately, that is true. Like, but I want to be proud of myself. Right. You know, so. Yeah, you don't want to reach the end wishing that you had more time to catch up to yourself. Right, right. Have you read um, Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership? You can light it back up. Yeah, well, sorry. I have not. Oh. So I listened to uh, his audiobook version of it recently, and I almost didn't even go just didn't even go through it because I started like, man, just from the title, I don't know, like it's just gonna make me feel like crap. And I started listening to it, and you starts out with uh, so he was a, a Navy SEAL commander, and he starts telling this story about a friendly fire incident, um, and you know, in a combat zone dozens if not hundreds of troops and city blocks involved in vehicles and snipers and and different units everything so many moving parts so a lot of different things go wrong that he didn't you know directly influence that led to this friendly fire incident and at the end of the day when they're looking to see whose fault it is like he finally you know reached the conclusion like oh it's my fault even though you know he didn't do this he didn't make that mistake it wasn't he didn't directly like you know make any move that made that happen but he was a commander so whatever it is he could have influenced something different somewhere like well shoot if he can if he can take responsibility for that that has that type of consequence and that many other people involved and that many moving parts then i for sure should be able to take accountability of my own life i have so much more control over my own daily living and my own choices and habits than than somebody has over an entire battlefield. So I started pushing through it and it's really empowering the way he talks about it. It's like, there are no excuses. Like, and everybody has the same amount of time in the day. And so I thought it was gonna be a real downer, but it is so freeing to look at it. Like, okay, well, everything's your fault. And obviously there are things that happen to you that you can't control over like what you do with that from now on it's your fault good or bad like so this extreme ownership idea of 
taking responsibility for your life. And yeah, so I follow him on Instagram and I'll see these posts, you know, 4.30 in the morning, he's up to go to the gym. I'm like, oh shoot, like I'm already getting up at 4.45, not just to make it to work on right. time. Like, so where, and then I start to give myself excuses. Like, but you know what? Like I could make it happen if it, if it was more important to me than this or that. And I would still have time for my kids, just like other people go to the gym and go to work. And so it's good. Yeah. To have those influences, whether they're direct or family or social media like it you have positive influencers on social media who show you it's like a manifestation of your future self like oh that's the guy who's doing the things that i'm trying to get to so it's really nice to have those types of things and so he, he actually has another book i haven't read yet called <clears throat> i think it's uh discipline is freedom or discipline equals freedom and it talks about like yeah you you hate getting up at 4 30 in the morning but you also hate not feeling like you ha don't have enough time in the day so Get up at 4.30, have the discipline to do that, and be free to do what you want with that time. Which, like I said, I haven't read the book, but it's an interesting concept in talking about. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's just one of the people that I really look to to see. What's that? Who's his, what's his name? Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink? Mm-hmm. Willink. Willink. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's got a, a podcast on, oh, on Spotify see, I, I like listen that. to I'll all the time. check that out. Yeah. Send me, or text message me. I think maybe already. No, I don't know if you check. You send me that one. I'll send you the book and I'll send you the yeah, link yeah, for this podcast. Um, oh, another question. No, keep going. Uh, there was this other guy that I follow. His name is Brad Lee, and he's also like uh, a motivational speaker. Like he ran some like uh, like an AI for like marketing. Okay. Like that's what he saw. Is he made this this stuff, and then he went out and, and like he'd sell it to people. Like go to a car dealership and say, "Hey, listen, this is a system, uh, a sell system for you guys, mm -hmm. right?" That's proven, and that's what he did. So he would he created this sell system that he system. sells it to people, and they buy it. Whatever he's very successful, but a couple things that I mean I don't necessarily agree with 100. Right. But they were he was talking about his wife, and they were all talking about money. And you know, one guy's like, "Yeah, you know, I have to kind of save my money. You know, my wife wants to do things we can't always do it." And then he's like, you know, he kind of said something. He's like, "Look at," he's like, "I was in a point in my life where I thought that way, where I thought." Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't get my wife what she wants because we can't afford it or whatever. And he's right. like, or it's not your wife's fault that you, that there's not a, it's not a spending issue. He said, it's not a spending problem. Told the kid that it's so, your fault because you're not earning enough. He's okay. like, if you, he's what he said. He's like, if you marry a woman, the right woman, she's never going to take more. She's never mm. going to put your marriage in a situation where she's spending to a point where it's a problem. Right. But you as a man, it should never be, that should never be an issue. If you've picked the right person to partner up with, the problem, if you're the man, it's is your provision. you have an earning issue. Dang. And I thought, <laughs> dude, when he said it straight up, he's like, you have an earning problem. I thought, oh, okay, that doesn't always work for everybody, right? You know, but at the same time, it's like, shoot, I'm, if I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur and that's the type of lifestyle I want for myself and my family, right. well, there, there's good things and bad things, right? It gives me a lot of open time. What am I doing with it, though? Right. Am I using it to work more? Are you getting those extra days off because it's your time, or are you working right? More? And yeah. so more often than not, it's the other. It's right. it's just taking time off. Yeah. And so then when you know Amber's like, "Hey, can I, whatever, get my nails done in addition to whatever, right? Which, whatever. Let's say hair costs one hundred fifty dollars, and she wants to get her nails done. It's another eighty. Like a lot of people be like, "Oh, that's a lot. Two hundred thirty. Well, yeah, but the problem is with me. I know that I'm not doing the most, the best that I can in my business. I know that. Like I know that I'm not working enough. Right. And so. Like, how dare I, like, look at her and be like, you're asking too much. 
Mm. No, no. The honest truth is if I was working my butt off, my ass off, and putting in tons of hours. You wouldn't have had to think about it. I wouldn't even have to because we would have it. Right. Right? And if the question did come up, I wouldn't question myself. I'd be like, wow, we can't right now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? If we were still just building in that few months of, like, working really hard, now we got to put, I'm not, I understand where you're coming from. We got to get to that. I know I want to do a lot of things, but we can't. Yeah. We got to wait. From that perspective, sure. But once we've gotten to that level where it won't be an issue because there won't be an issue. Right. You know, so, like, that's where I really liked with him how he spoke about that like that. Um, and a lot of these, those things come from people that are in sales because sales is something you can just sell really fast and make a lot of money, but you've got to put the, you have to put the work in and right. you know, that's where my struggle is. I don't, I'll do it for a month and then slow down. I'll do right. it for two months and slow down. I'm lacking the discipline and that's right now is like on my journey. Discipline is the biggest thing for me. Right. Like. The freedom is a double-edged sword. Like you have, the, you have so much more potential than you would at a normal nine-to-five, but that means, yeah, it requires so much of you intrinsically more than just clocking in and clocking out, and you got the same paycheck every time. It's completely dependent upon, yeah, your discipline and commitment. Right. Like that's. Well, the other thing too is so, uh, my biological dad mm -hmm. just had like a few weeks ago. He had a pulmonary embolism. Oh man. I mean, thank God I had a little bit of money saved. I could, I could fly. I could, I'm going to like in a week or two. I'm going to fly. I'm flying back out here to go visit my dad for a few days, right? Because okay. he doesn't really have anybody. But I thought, I mean, it's nice to take time off, like, but when you have a family member that's close like that, you know, a parent, and then they have a medical emergency, and now because you don't work, like, because because you're not like for me, I'm not working enough to make enough money to where. A plane ticket should just be a non-issue. Nothing yet. Like, oh yeah, Dad, you had a heart attack. Or you had, shoot, I'm on the next flight. But instead, that wasn't my first thought. My first thought was, okay, when's my next paycheck coming in? Like, all of a sudden now I'm in sales mode. All right, I got to mm. go out and boom. I'm like, like, had I been disciplined? If you had been in that mindset the whole time, you would have been on the it next flight. Would have been easy. Yeah. Like, I would have left. Like, gone. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Not wait three weeks and like, oh, Dad, I'm visiting you. Like, yeah. who knows? But I mean, he's fine. They've got it under control. But still, it's like. Those are also the reasons why discipline and then all obviously having monetary uh, that advantage monetarily is that you can you can go do things with your family or emergencies occur. You can take care of that. Right. You're not going to feel because that's the last thing I'll feel guilty if he had passed away. That would haunt me be like, wow, as a man, you couldn't take care of your shit and be disciplined and work. Right. And now you couldn't go see your dad. Right. If I had had this attitude a month ago, two months ago, then it already would have been there. Literally, yeah. It didn't even have to be a year. A year. It had a year thing. It could have just been. Right. If I would have started this discipline this day one a month ago. Right. Exactly. So. Man. It's just I think as we get older, like as I'm 41, mm -hmm. well, tomorrow, <laughs> like we're getting to that age, like you two, like where, you know, that generation, like your grandparents, my, mm -hmm. I don't have any grandparents. You have no grandparents left. Right. The next generation is our parents. Like, that's how I think. Because like, you know, now my parents are having help. Like, my stepdad had a heart attack. Right. And now my real, you know, my biological dad had this pulmonary embolism. It's, it gets me to start thinking, like, shoot, I need to start, I need to get my butt in gear. Right? Right. I'm quickly becoming the elders that I've been looking mm -hmm. towards. <laughs> so, for me, it's, and I, I, there's another guy I follow, too. His name's Gary Vee. Okay. I like him because he doesn't even care. He doesn't care if you're 40 or 50. You're never too old to start. Yeah. You're, and you know what? He's so that's so right. 
Like, I don't ever, like, I used to get down, like, oh, my gosh, I'm in my mid-30s. Right. I'm in my late 30s. Now I'm 40. Oh, my gosh, what am I doing here? Like, no, that it's okay. Like, you can start. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're 30, 20, 50, you, you know, as long as you're still alive and you're healthy, like, you have time. You right. know? Yeah, you can't start too late. You can only quit too soon. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? And that's And that's the mentality. Like, as you get older, you think, oh, I'm too old to do it. I'm too old to do this. Right. Well, that's the trap. Yeah. That's the trap, right? That's whatever your belief is. That's the enemy. That's the soul killer. Right. Is, oh, you know, you're running out of time. Like, yeah, just you, get, comf- yeah. get comfortable where you are now because right. this is it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, So what are, this one's kind of a, a tough way to word. So what are some habits that you have that you would like to stop or a habit that you've been wanting to start that you just can't seem to get the traction in that you feel like would, you know, on this odyssey would would propel you closer to that man you're trying to be. Okay. So habits, I don't habits. I want to kick, right? Yeah. Um, I think my phone is a good thing to have with business. I think it's Mm. a good thing to have to connect with my kids because our kids have phones now and I can text them and that's great. Yeah. But you know, I download games and I'll spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. Yeah. And it's just not productive. It's just not productive. Right. And so those are things that I want to kick and it should just be easy, you know, and there is those things I think I can do it. I've done it before. Other things would be staying up too late, Hmm. like proper sleep. Yeah. Like putting myself on a regiment, like, okay, fine. You get six hours, but that's it. You know, if you go to bed or whatever, whatever right. the amount of time is, like, okay, well, if you decide to go to bed at 10, then you got to get up at four, right? right? And, but my, that's my deal with myself. I have to be up. I now, I'm going to try and get up before 6 a.m. Every, every morning, right? Yeah. So, like, I can't, if I go to bed at 1 a.m., I still have to get up at six. Right. Like, I don't, like, that's the rule with myself, you know? And so that's another area that I really need to, I need to kick the habit of just going to sleep at whatever time. Right. Like, there's no time. Like, no, I need to have structure. Like, if I'm wanting to be disciplined, in every area I have to be disciplined. Like, okay, I got to go to bed at 11 and be up by 5. Right. And then get up at 5, hydrate, do some type of 30-minute workout hour, or whatever. Just some baby step, right? Right. Baby steps. (laughs) (laughs) Baby step to the door. (laughs) What was that? What was that? What about Bob? Oh, my my gosh. That's... We were holding the book up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, eating. I think I don't eat the way I don't eat right. Yeah, I don't eat right. Like I'm not even gonna try and sugarcoat it. Like, <laughs> like I drink a six pack of that Coke a day. Oh man, not every day, but, but I can if we have it. Yeah, and you know, uh, I try to tell myself it's okay because I'll drink water at night. I'll drink about. 48 ounces of water, like 60 ounces <laughs> just get of your day's worth before I go to sleep, right? Yeah. Um, just not eating at set times. Right. Uh, it's just all justification. Like, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intermittent fast. Uh, that's just, that's just uh, an excuse to get around not wanting to actually change my eating mm. habits, like what I put in my body. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if I eliminate breakfast, that's extra calories that I now have, you know, Instead of cutting out fries for lunch, I didn't eat breakfast. So 
So now, now I, I can, can have my French I fries. I can have French fries. Yeah. It's nothing a substitute for something healthier. It's right. a substitute to it's a worse food to eat. Like, right. That makes you feel sluggish, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think sleep, eating, and what was the other thing? Your phone time. My phone time. Yeah. I think those three things right there, I, if I could pinpoint those three and just and change those yeah. and put and put, like, just get rid of the games get to bed at a certain time every night, get up by 6 a.m., and then eat healthier. Yeah. If I just changed those three things, my whole life would change. Right, you'd have so much more time and energy to put oh, into the other things. That my mind would be in a different... My mindset would be completely in a different... I wouldn't even know what to do. I can't even remember the last time like I used... Even growing up, I was in excellent shape. I played basketball. Hmm. But I ate like crap. But you wouldn't know but it. But you worked out so much, but you were exercising so much, you, you just, wouldn't oh, know. Wow, Jay, you look healthy. No, I'm just young, and <laughs> right. I'm just shed the calories like crazy. But yeah. the food I was eating was still bad. Right. It was all fast food. I'm surprised, honestly, I haven't had a heart attack or have some type of diabetes. Like, I just, you know, God's blessed me, I guess, with, you know, it's kind of like Donald Trump. That dude is like 77 years old, and he eats McDonald's like every single day. Right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look super healthy, but I mean, if you talk to the guy, he look at him, he sounds like he's like better off than some. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> but I think those things, and I'm not just saying that for myself. I'm just from getting people on those other podcasts, listening to other mm-hmm. other men. Those are the denominators, like turning your phone off at certain times. Right. You know, getting to sleep, eating right. So. If everyone's saying it, these people that are successful and are where they are, where they want to be, right? Um, you know, that's a common de- denominator. We're trying, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I have such a hard time with that with <clears throat> with the phones because I, for a while, I had like deleted all social media. I I deleted. There's games on there for the kids, but I deleted all the games that I was playing, and that helped. And then I went to delete social media, and but you know I've got well, I have an account for you know this business with mm-hmm. my dad, and I have an account for you know the drone work stuff, and and you have to have a personal account if you're going to have a professional account, and so they're there, and just the fact that they're there, it still turns into some total time sink that I didn't even a ra- need a like, rabbit hole. Yeah, right. Oh, especially. At night, like, oh, yeah. I've heard it so many times, like, you know, an hour before bed, just or don't bring your phone into the bedroom at all. It's like, well, that's my alarm clock, so I have to bring it in. And then, you know, I'm going to go to bed at, at 9.30, but, and I go to plug my phone in and set it down, like, oh, well, I'll check this one more time. Look at that notification. I got to clear it out, and it just gets me every time. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. I think social media is... It's a double-edged sword. Right, because like I said, there's those people on Dude. there that really inspire you to be that person, yeah. but then there's all the other things that hold you back from being that person. <laughs> I mean, I've met some really cool people on social media. Yeah. I mean, I really have, like, a couple guys that I've never even met, Yeah, and we're going to be going golfing. Nice. Like, at some point this year in September, I think, but or next year, because September already passed. Drawing a blank. <laughs> you guys don't have my teleprompter. <laughs> it's not in the budget yet. But. Joe so have Bi- you, Joe Biden? <laughs> yeah, exactly. mm. <laughs> have you found any or implemented any new habits that are are helping you, or you're kind of? I mean, I've been in the the planning phase of making those changes for for too long, really. Um.
I'm in the same boat you are. I'm like half, like when you get in the pool and you're putting your foot in. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's cold. It's it's too cold. I don't want to. I don't know. I'm, you know. So you kind of feel the water, kind of test out the waters. And I do that. Like some mornings, yeah. I'll get up early. Well, I get up early every morning because I got I got to take care of the kids. Like mm-hmm. get their bre- or their lunches made and all that stuff and get them to school. But it's the decision after that. Like when I get home, how easy is it? The kids are in school. I don't work for nobody. Right. I'm tired. <laughs> like I stayed up till two in the morning, binge watching some stupid show. I never should have been watching in the first place. Right. So right. that's the bad habit. Yeah. That now that's the bad habit. Not by itself was it that bad, but now. You didn't get any sleep because now you go up at two, got up at six because you got to. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not a horrible dad. I get up and take care of my kids, but they don't see the other part of the dad that I, the area that I'm lacking as a father. Right, right. is that self motivation part. Right, because now it's six a.m. and I'm tired. I only got four hours of sleep. And really, I probably got less because I was tossing and turning, right. stressing and worrying about things. Right, and then I get home from dropping them off, and the first thing I want to do is honestly go back to sleep. Yeah. And it's easy. Right. And once I do it, it's I go back to bed at 8 a.m. And then it's 11 a.m. Right. So not only does your bad habit take away the time that you spent on it, but now it robs you of your future time oh. because you don't have the energy to do the things that you told yourself when you went to sleep. I'm going to do this tomorrow. And it compounds. Yeah. Th- because not only did you not do the things like you were wanting to do, now it's your, now it's in your mind. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, man, I, dang it. In the now cycle. It's, right. Cause, and, then, and then what happens is, is it's now 11, we get out of the house, and instead of going to eat somewhere healthy, McDonald's. You don't have time. We don't to, have time, and yeah. it's an excuse, really, that yep. I mean, we do have time. Like, could we, go through, we could go to Walmart and just grab some fresh fruit and vegetables, and, like, like really, you could do that. Right. We don't, and so now I'm eating, like, a McChicken and fries and a Diet Soda, and I feel like I feel horrible. And then you get to the end of the day again, you're like, dang Dude, it. Like, what did I do here? <laughs> yeah, I went out and worked for three hours. Wow, that's great, you know? I could have worked. I could have gotten so many more hours in. Yeah. But I didn't, and like you know, and it's just a cycle, yeah. and it's you have to just it has to be broken, and for for me, it's sleep. That's where it starts, like getting to bed at the proper time. Yeah, I everyone's different, but you know, but you're right. It's the compounding. Yeah, is what really does it, and for men, it's hard because sometimes you don't even see it. Right, you and know then what I mean? yeah, you're six months down the road from when you thought your was going to be your day one, and you're like, man, I don't even know where that all went. All right. And, but you just don't want to admit where it all went. It's, you know, there's this expression that I'm sure is more common, but I didn't learn about it until I was, you know, preparing like podcast episodes and stuff. And it was this expression, you know, paralysis by analysis and using your, your preparation time becomes an excuse to not act. And, you know, I've wanted to start this podcast for two years and I've been, making notes and doing research and I've got this YouTube playlist that I'm learning from and following all these steps and like okay well when I hit finally hit the ground running I'm gonna have it you know perfect because I'm spending all this time when really like well if I had started a year and a half ago where could it be by now and these little things that I picked up in my preparation stages you know you would have learned along the way but I was using it as a crush like oh no I'm not ready I gotta do this this and this and it's just like and you tell yourself that you're doing something good. Like, oh, I'm watching these fitness videos so that when I start going to the gym, I'm ready to go. And I'm watching these nutrition influencers so that I know what to do instead of just starting. Do it. Yeah. Right. And, man, I felt so convicted when I heard that 
uh, paralysis by analysis, like that is me like to a T because I, I actually love research and looking stuff up and I love learning. So I would just keep telling myself like, I'm just, man, I'm going to be ready to go. I'm doing so good. I'm doing nothing, but it's, so it's just replacing, it's not wasting time, you know, cause I'm learning, but it's right. still keeping you from doing the positive thing that your bad habits are like, doing. What's the point of learning something if you're not going to implement gonna it. it? If you're not going to apply it or implement it, then it's really just it's knowledge, which is knowledge is by itself isn't a it's bad wasted thing, space. but it's just <laughs> yeah. knowledge for what, right? Yeah. And it's not just for yourself. Right. Like that knowledge, like you know, you you could struggle because I know you had ankle problems, right? You have right. surgeries and all that stuff, right? You see people online and they're freaking running with one leg. Right. There's people lifting freaking bricklayers with no hands. Yeah. Like, I see those people, and then that's what gets me, too. It's like, dude, like, there's no excuses. Like, there isn't. When you see people like that that have disabilities, and they're smoking you. Yeah. Like, you literally, yes, your ankle, not not to take that away, but, like, for someone like me, I really have no physical ailments as, like, far as, like, okay, I I get sore. Right. I'm getting older. I'm, I'm out of shape. Right. But there's no reason for me to not be in shape. Mm-hmm. There is none. Zero. Like, I, there's no excuse. It's just... It's 100% my it's choices. Me. Yeah. The excuse, I guess, would be I'm not the person I need to be right. to get to that point, you know? And, like, that saying is, you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And that is the truth with right. anything in life. If it was easy, then everybody... If getting a six-pack was easy, everyone then would everybody have would have it, right? So I think... The other thing, too, you know, is you have two girls. Three? Three. <laughs> I have two girls. Mm-hmm. My son that's 14, what's, what, what starts to get to me from a financial standpoint is, hey, Dad, like, because he, he's going to get his driver's license in a couple years. Yeah. Oh, what kind of car, you know, what kind of car am I going to get? I'm thinking, I got time to figure that out. I got time to save the money for that. Right. Couldn't get you one now, but don't worry about it. the time you get there. I'll have right. it. And so out. my old, so I walk by uh, my oldest girl's bedroom, and her Charlie and Tatum. They're talking about just weddings. Oh man! Just talking about you know, just not they're innocent. Just right. Just... But I thought walk by there. I'm like, whoa! Like when my daughter comes to me and asks me like for help, like to help pay for the wedding. Right. What kind of like, what kind of man am I going to be? Right. What kind of husband am I going to, father am I going to be? Am I going to be the person that's like, within reason? Yeah, whatever you want, right? Or, uh, hey, I'm sorry, s- I'm sorry that I didn't have any of my stuff together. Right. That I couldn't even save enough money for your guys' weddings. Right. But like, as, as a man, that's such a, a hard line because you always want to be like, yes, whatever it is, I got you. But then you still have to balance that, like, because you could go work more. But if all you do is go work more, you might be able to afford whatever you want. But how much are they going to want you there? Like, because they don't know you. So it, that's my struggle. Like, I mean, I there's no question I should have been working harder, working more, and earning more, like you're saying, like, for a long time now. Um, but as a man, like, when you're making those choices, it's not so black and white. Like, oh, well, I should have done this. Like, well... You have to figure out when I should have worked more and when I should have slowed down so that you build the relationship, not just the finances. And it's just this constant back and forth. So everyone's different in that realm. Like, So when I speak that way, I'm not speaking from a place of like, this is how 
all men should be. Right. It comes from a it comes from my experience of I one hundred percent agree with you, right? I'm there for my kids in all areas when right. it comes to games, practices, whatever. But when I know that at the time that I have when I'm not with them that should be used That's for generating right. wealth or generating income, when I'm not doing that that's when that moment comes when I, it's in my mind. Yeah, and those like, are the days you're going to remember. already right now. My that. girls aren't going to get married probably for another 8, 10, 12 years, 15 years. Who knows, right? Right. But it's, it weighs heavy on me. Yeah. Like, like that's a fear. Legit. I know it's crazy, but it's like, am I going to be able to tell my, Am I gonna, literally going to tell her I can't help her? Right. And, and it breaks my heart because I'm like, shoot. If I had been doing everything I could and working hard, and God bless people that, that like, there's people that, like, work two full-time jobs. They, like, they're dishwashers or they're cooks, and they'll work 80 hours a week, right? Right. Hey, they're doing everything they possibly can and working, right? Mm-hmm. They're being a man and taking care of business. Right. Yeah, maybe their resources from that job, they're not able to pay for, like, a full-blown wedding. But, but they've done everything they've they done possibly everything they could, could right? There. Yeah. See, what gets me is I have the up with insurance, I know the upside. Right. I know what I what I'm capable of right and I choose less and that's it makes me sad because I feel like I was being selfish during that time when I was supposed to be saving and working Hmm. and I wasn't doing it and they don't see it you know they dad's they probably dad's awesome he comes to all our things like he's there for everything yeah but inside me like dude I'm not doing as much as I should be as far as working yeah you know so Everyone's different in that. It's just, yeah, because there's got to be a balance, right? Like, what's the point if you're working so much that you don't see your family? But when you work for yourself, like you're saying, it's hard not to be able to identify those times. Like, oh, well, I absolutely know I could have done more. Like, Right. I know where those are. You know what right. I mean? So I'll be honest with myself. Like, okay. But it's someone that has a job where they're working, like, they work for someone where they're working, like, 8 to 5 or 8 to 6, right? Yeah. Well, like, you don't really have a lot of time to, like, work more. Right. Because if you did, then you really, you'd be, then you'd be... Yeah, you'd be that provider right. and that good dad that way. Yeah, because your option is, okay, we'll go get a job on the weekends. Right. And then you have zero time with and your kids. And then your kids, the complaint isn't going to be like, oh, he didn't provide certain things. The complaint, and it's a valid one, mm-hmm. is he wasn't around. Right. And by far, though, I will take, I'd rather take the complaint that I couldn't give them a lot. I was there all the time. Yep. But I know that I can do both. You can have both. I yeah. know I can do that. Yeah. Not everyone in that is, is that same way. Right. You know, but for me, I know that. And... Because I see other people that do it. Right. That's also another thing. I In see your other... same position, and there's no reason that you yeah. couldn't do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. I mean, it's... I think that's the thing. You just have to call out your own bullshit. You just have to. Like, everyone's... Every every man's odyssey is different, right? And right. you need to figure out, okay, in what area you know for a fact that you could do better in, and you're just not doing it. Right. Right? Where am I going in circles when I could be headed up? Like... Right, yeah. So... Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and I think we actually kind of touched on this, you know, tangent, tangentially a little bit, but specifically, is there any any advice or like um, a scripture or a quote that you've had either, you know, either growing up or more recently that's kind of stuck with you and and shifts your perspective or or holds you on track to where you want to be, like something almost like a mantra that like every time you start to waver something plays in your head like that brings you back to where you need to be man that's a tough one that is really tough (laughs) because i haven't given up yeah 
but pinpointing why I haven't is hard. Like, you know what I mean? Cause you're asking me to, oh, I know what you mean. Is yeah. trying to fit. What is it that keeps com- making me come back? Right. Yeah. I hit a roadblock. I hit this, I hit that. I actually, I think re- what, what I, I don't know who it was. And it stuck in my mind just a few days ago. Uh, this lady that I'm friends with, I don't even know who she was. We just, you know, you connect with people on mm-hmm. Facebook. I don't even know. She's somewhere locally where I live. And she said, man, it's been really, it, it, I, I never seem to catch a break. Lord, I never seem to catch a break. And a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. But then someone commented under there, but you know where you're going, right? Hmm. Like, like, you know, because they're Christians, like yeah. they have a fa- I have a faith. And that guy just said, but you, but you know, you know where you're going though. Right. And I thought. That's right. Like, no matter how bad things are out of my control or how bad I think it is here sometimes or how hard it is to a provider or this world sucks, like, I have the joy of knowing that when my body at some point does just fail me, my soul's going to a, a place that's so much better than here. Right. But it's so easy to think that way and then just do the minimum. Right. But to me, it's like, I look at it like, man, I was given an opportunity, like, after we leave here to go to this awesome place. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's a reason why I'm here. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just to be an idiot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's purpose for me anyways, right? And so I think that's what always gets me to come back to the table. Yeah. Okay. God has me alive today. So I don't know why. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, 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 I'm being honest with you. Like, I feel that way for the longest time. We're very, uh. What do they call that when it's Nihilistic. like self-deprivation? Yeah, it's it's like there's so many other people out there, Lord, that's like way better than me. Mm-hmm. Like, like and and they're being taken. Like, they're right. they're so much more net positive. What am I doing here? Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just hurt people. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, you know, like a lot very in my past, a lot of a lot of trauma, a lot of things, and I've hurt a lot of people. Right, I've been hurt, and then from that, I've hurt other people, and that was one thing where I just my faith was tested. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? Like, I, trauma when I was a young child, out of my control, things happened to me. Right. You know, how is this, I don't understand this guy. How does this make any sense? Right. Like, seriously, like, how do you let that happen to a child? Adults are one thing. It's still traumatic for people when you're an adult, but you're an adult. Your mind has grown. It's pretty much fully matured. Right. And you can probably go and get therapy and work through it. But as a child, man, you don't tell anybody when things happen. Yeah. And then your mind just gets twisted and twisted and twisted and for me i don't know by the grace of god i think him giving my giving me my wife and my children like and like a lot of things that i did i probably could be in jail for like Mm. and i'm not proud of it but i that's another thing like that's why i asked that like there's a lot of other people out there god like why do you take them like like they're they'll be able to do so much more like why are you giving me these blessings even though I don't deserve none, I don't deserve any of them. Yeah. Like I don't. And I think that's another thing that keeps me coming back is he has me here for a reason. And I have four kids and a wife. There's a couple reasons right there. Right. Yeah. That probably the most important reasons. Yeah. Right. Um, there's other things that I think God has for me. And I see it. I see, and I see that my, I see myself. Right. Okay. And I'm just not there. 
Yeah. So I think just knowing that that better version's out there always keeps me coming back. Right. You know I mean, it keeps me, you know. Yeah. Thank God that he gave you another day to try and get to that guy. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I don't mean to go off tangent, like, and we could probably talk for hours, but, you know, when you see men, and it's a touchy subject, like, you know, just suicide. Yeah. Men that just whatever reason that's they they it's their it's at their it's the end of the rope for them right like they just i used to think those and this is how honestly even me having mental health you know i thought they were so selfish yeah like i would i was like how could you do that like you think you're miserable you think that you're helping yourself relieve that pain yeah but are you thinking about like that same thing you're going through you're gonna you could possibly give that to your children or your wife right because you're, now they're gonna you're giving go, them that trauma that Right? And yeah. you don't do, you, but you know, at the end of the day, though, I I thought, who am I, like, to judge someone like that? Right. Because if they got to that point with a wife and kids, like, like oh, my God, like, that's sad that they would, right. that's, that's how far it got. Like, that, that they felt really that was the only way. That they thought, like, because what they think they're doing is, is selfless. I've been probably, you know, five or six funerals now just from suicides, and... <sighs> gosh man yeah like the thought is that you have so little to offer like just just go now don't give them an option to try and save you don't make them hope that you're gonna get better just check out now let them grieve and move on and you know 10 years from now they'll be better off without me and it's such an easy lie to get sucked into, whether it be like from trauma or just, you know, struggling, not reaching the success that you thought or, um, you know, my, my unit that I was with in, in Germany had something like, I think three, three combat deployments with no combat deaths. But in one weekend, I went to four funerals for suicides that happened on base. That is insane. And there's, you know, I was just listening to a podcast recently, you know, about roughly 6,000 combat deaths in the post 9-11 era for, you know, for U.S. military and anywhere from, you know, 60 to 100,000 suicides. I did not know that number. And it's like, like I get you're chills. You're saying hundreds of thousands? Over 100,000 of suicides. So you're like, saying the self-inflicted out numbers the loss in combat. Yeah, and that's what the lady on, on the, the interview was saying, like, you know, the enemy can't touch us. You know, 6,000 over 20 years, those are unheard of, like, success rates when it comes to combat. You're talking about, like, you know, 90% survival rates in combat. People get their face shot off, and they survive because of, you know, medical advances, and we can take care of, but, but how do you deal with, the mental trauma or how you're handling your, your physical issues or, or your family dynamic from being gone so long, that's what's taking people out. And they feel like, you know, well, all I know is war. Now now I'm done with that part of my life. And, and you get so sucked into this identity as a soldier. Like, okay, well, if I'm not a soldier anymore, then I'm not me anymore. And so I'm going to go and let this family who I wish I knew more, but I don't, I'm going to let them move on. Uh, it's, I'm not saying it's right that there's so many opportunities to intervene and to change that. But yeah, like, and I, I know I'm going off topic here, but it's like, like you're saying, like, 
they think they're being selfless. And I think, you know, they are in their own way. Like, they're trying to help in the only way that they think they can. Right. Man, that's, I don't even remember why we got onto that, but. I don't remember, but I just, I think, like, I think because we're talking about being men, I think that whole taking on that, that burden, that burden of everything in our lives, right? Like, you know, like when we need to pay rent, you know, we struggle to, how are we going to get rent? Right. And, you know, yeah. And my wife, you know, she stresses, but like, like I try to be calm. Right. But inside, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't. She's already, she's already worrying. Yeah, your panic needs to be internalized. What, what, am I gonna, what if I, yeah, if I outwardly do that, it's just gonna, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, gonna be chaotic. Yeah. You know, so, like, because I used to, what I said, I used to think it was selfish when men would do that, but I right. now I, now really looking at my life and seeing how difficult it can be. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand. Like, I'm not, I don't condone, I'm not saying it's right. okay. I just, man, it, it must, that's how bad it was for you inside. Right. That you thought really this was the answer. Yeah. You know, so um, I think these podcasts are good to like really get to talk to other people because there's a lot more people struggling, like, than to have it together. Right. So, like, right. like, it's nice to know, like, you know, I would tell, I mean, whoever's listening, like, I will tell you, like, yeah, I'm not where I, where I want to be and I'm not happy with myself all the time. But I know that I need to get better and have that mindset every single day. And right. maybe it won't be tomorrow. Maybe I'll have a good day tomorrow. Maybe I will get up and ride the bike. Right. I'll have good stretches two, three months. I'll lose like 35 pounds. And, and then I'll go back. I'll slip back and, you know, get back into old Jay, you yeah. know. But everyone struggles. Don't think that you're the only one that's carrying that burden. Like, oh, I'm not right. making enough. My wife doesn't think I'm doing enough. My kids don't think I'm going to their games enough, spending enough time with them, playing with them. Like, dude, we all have the same issues, right. you know? So just got to make sure that you're, like you said, like shifting back. Yeah. Getting back to the table. How do we, okay, let's, we've messed up over here. We need to come back to the drawing board and figure out, like, we need to get this thing back on track, you know? Yeah. So I, 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 I get what you're saying about that. So, I don't know. I think, for me, having a purpose is what kind of brings me back. Right. Because if I didn't believe, if I didn't have a purpose, I would I would, I, I would tell you that if I didn't, have I really believed that I didn't have a purpose, like there was nothing, like I had no purpose with the right. things that happened to me. Yeah, if you were I wouldn't be enough. here. I wouldn't be 100%. I, right. I wouldn't be here. I already know I wouldn't. I, it would be no point. Right. It wouldn't feel like it was worth it to hang around. Yeah, why? Why do I want to be... Like, why would I want to have all the things that happened in my life affect me that way? And then, and then I hurt other people and just have that be a wheel. Right. For what? Yeah. Why would I, so I understand though, you know, but I know that God has a purpose. Right. And so that's what that hope is so important. It's there, right. Yeah. And I think as long as I have a pulse. Right. Then like, there's okay, a reason well, to keep God, pushing. That's yeah. People say that, but it's true. Like God's keeping your heart beating. The only thing that's keeping your heart beating is God. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, whatever. People have heart attacks or they get killed in a car accident or whatever, like whatever. That was God's control. Like he allows those things to happen, right? So all I know is if I'm <laughs> awake, then I need to be mindful yeah. of my purpose. Right. You, know? you better do something with it. So So and we said you've been Hold on, I gotta light this again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks awesome.
Oh man, it's not. There we go. You guys are good enough. Anyway, side note, real quick. So yeah, you don't have to keep this in there. Whenever <laughs> I, whenever I, whenever I see one of these blow torches, uh-huh. I, 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 this was years ago. I watched a horror movie. Yeah. Where <laughs> you, you can cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, like they were torturing someone and they torched the person's eyeball. Like with that thing, so every time I see it, like I'm kind of dark, like like I like I know it's a cigar, but like yes, yeah, so it plays in your head every yeah, time. Like, Anyways, sorry, things freaking cool though. Oh man, torture device. <laughs> it's versatile. Yeah, your dad was so quick. I'm like, honey, like, so I have one. I got a blowtorch. Like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'll be. He's like, I'll be right back. It's in my room, special room. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's in my soundproof basement. <laughs> You have a basement? <laughs> Two of them. You'll see it someday. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I may be off, but your your anniversary is in November, right? Yeah. Because I think it was mm-hmm. right before I left yep. for the Army. So you're coming up on 16 years of marriage. Yep. You got four kids. And I might have an idea of where this is going anyways, but I want to ask, like, how did you know that you were ready for marriage and then ready to be a father. And then once you make those choices, there's really no going back. So then <laughs> not that you were, I'm not saying that you would regret it. This is the best choices you can possibly make, but what's the hardest aspect. And I think we've kind of touched on this too. Like when it comes to being a husband and a father, what's something that like really words can't prepare you for. So even if someone did take the time to like, Hey, Watch out for this. You you get there and you're like, holy crap, my plate has more than it can hold. So how do you know when you're ready? And then... Ooh. So I can only... Sp- I mean, I can... I don't know. I, I can only speak to like the experience of getting married. Right. Having kids. Like 100%. There's no reason for me to lie. Like I was not ready. Yeah. I was not prepared. I should have never have gotten married. Hmm. And in fact, even when I got married, we shouldn't ha- have had kids. Because I was in no position as a man, as a human being, to, like, take care of anybody else because I wasn't even taking care of myself. So, you know, for me, like, it was a God's, like, I I totally look at it like this. Like, your sister is an absolute, she's, like, the best person that I've ever met. Yeah. Like, she thinks she's right all the time. If there's one thing that I could, like, she thinks she's right. 100% 100% of the time. When it's really 90. Or <laughs> right, but that's, we're talking about, like, if we're talking about a fault with someone, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, I, I don't, I, I literally will have arguments, like, you know, you'll get in fight. But at the end of the day, I'm like, shoot, like, that's it. Like, that's what frustrates me. Yeah. Like, we have an argument, and she'll just fight till the end that she's right. But that's it. It's not like she has a drinking problem, or she yells, or she's not there, or she doesn't, you know, she doesn't, you know, doesn't ever clean, doesn't cook, like, she, there's, it's none of, she none, does all the things. She does everything, <laughs> and I really feel like for me, like it's hard to answer that, and then there will be other people that may be able to. Like it was a gift hmm. that I didn't deserve. Your sister was a gift I didn't deserve, and the children were was also blessings and a gift that I didn't deserve. So I wasn't ready for that. I'd say right now, I would even tell you right now with all the experience I have, if she was pregnant. Not ready. <laughs> I still don't think I'd be ready. I think that with my experience, I'd be it'd be a lot better of an experience, right? For both of us, I'd be I'd be present one hundred percent a lot more. Um, 
you know the saying where like man my like when your your parents the way they are with your with your with their grandkids is the like the complete opposite yeah. the way they were with you right. it's it it does come from like they're not your kids or your grandchildren right but it comes from like they've lived a longer life they see things differently like so now for me like we had another child man i'd be so present yeah i'd be there with the, that throughout pregnancy with amber like it would be a lot more intimate because the value that i see now with having kids because now you know how fast it goes or yeah it's i mean you know when they say oh you wish you could go back in time i I wish i could go back in time and the only thing i wish i could change honestly even though i wasn't prepared for any of the being married kids is just take my selfishness away Mm. that's it yeah i I wouldn't want anything else i would rather just because i know it was a blessing and gift and just go back and be like be present be there for her and i wasn't you know, and so I'm like the worst person to ask. Like, <laughs> when do you think you were? No, I wasn't ready. I don't. I don't think. I don't think anybody is. I think anyone that honestly tells you oh, I'm ready to be a father, no, yeah, I don't. Because I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would never tell someone that to raise, but I mean, just talking now, like, no, I don't believe you. That's kind of like, actually why I was asking. Is like, because you're not. Like, how do you know when you're ready? Like, you can only find out later that you never were ready. <laughs> right. You, yeah. Right. And you and you realize every day, like, oh shoot, shouldn't maybe I shouldn't have yelled like can't yell at my boys i can't yell at my girls the way i yell at my boys right and like you know because i'll get upset when they don't listen i'll tell them three or four times mm-hmm. put that down put that down stop or stop fighting so and then they, they they hear me and then they don't listen and so then i have to get into like i go to another level right like what the hell like and like get up and it's these are young girls right like i'm a grown man like i'm their father and I need the respect because I'm respectful of them. Like, I asked them three or four times in a nice way not to do – you need to either do this or don't do this. Yeah. But it's those areas that I still, as a father, okay, they're my girls and I have to be soft. Right. Right? Because I don't want them thinking that the way that I yell, it's okay. Right. Because you don't want their – it wouldn't be okay <clears throat> if their husband did that. Right. And so, yeah. like, that's a learning curve. I don't – I mean, I'm, I right. don't have that together. There's a lot of people that don't. Like, I right. mean, there are some there are some dads that are excellent that way, Right. So, like, I, it's a fine balance. Like, I don't give in to everything they want. Right. But I also, there's no need to, like, berate them. Yeah. And at times you know? you'll, you'll give them things that, that maybe they don't deserve. And so it kind of comes full circle. Like, thank God he didn't give me the wife and kids that I deserve. Because my wife is so much better than I could ever deserve. Oh. My kids are so much better than I deserve to have. Like, so thank you, God, for giving me things I don't deserve and, and things I wasn't ready for. Because what I'm ready for is so much smaller than what God has to give me. So, like, just lay it on me and we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, it's true. It, and I think it's one of those things where that's the one thing that's difficult watching different people on podcasts is, like, they take control of well, yourself. You, you know, you it's all on you. Like, you need to make the, the, the right decisions, right? You have the power to change. But at the same time, it's like back in the day when I was – like I shouldn't have been given that person. Right. Like these kids should not be my kid. Like I shouldn't. <laughs> like it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Like why was I given these things? Like, but God doesn't work that way. Right. We don't really know. We don't really fully understand like why He does what He does. Right. Mm-hmm. We just know that He knows more than we do. Right. So, that's another reason too. Why we can't never give up. Like right. why we can't stop trying to be that better version because He's given us things that we don't deserve. Like you said. Mm-hmm. And we need to be grateful, not only grateful, but then do something about it. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, 
when I yell at my girl or I yell at my sons and I go too far, I need to recognize that. God right. gave me that those blessings. Like, no, I have a right to discipline them. Right. And maybe I'm okay uh, getting upset because they're not lit. But at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want my kids thinking that that's normal. Right. You know what I mean? Because then if they meet a boy and he is like a yeller or he comes from a household that's full of anger. Right. They're not going to think maybe it's not, oh, my dad yelled a lot. So. Right. You want to make sure that they see the contrast. <clears throat> like Right. Like, you yeah. know. So, and that's another thing. Like, I want my daughters to be like, I want to marry someone like my dad. Right. But what an honor that is if they right. feel that way. Yeah. You don't want it the other way. I mean, yeah. that's the worst thing. That means you failed. Like, right. I don't want to marry someone like my dad. Oh, dude, that would break my heart. Right. Not only am I a bad dad, I'm a, I'm just a bad man. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And if and if you're also a bad dad, probably not a very good husband. Exactly. Like, and vice versa, right? Because if they don't want to marry someone like you, then why would your wife want to be married to someone mm -hmm. like you? But she already is, so you better fix it. And then they're going <laughs> to resent their mother. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to resent their mom if you're that bad. And that's on you. <clears throat> that is on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how could you stay with them for all that? Like, how could yeah. you just put up with that? Like, you know? So as men, that's, it all starts with us. Yep. You know? Have you seen the movie Saving Private Ryan? Uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, a part towards the end that just kind of lives rent-free in my head. And there's this huge battle that, that plays out. And, you know, spoiler alert, Tom Hanks' character is is dying and he looks at the guy that it's you know private ryan the guy that it's all for that so many guys died trying to get to him and now there's this battle going on just to save him to get him home and this scene and tom hanks looks up at him in his dying moments and he looks at him he says earn this like everything that's been done for you like i don't know it gives me goosebumps like this calling like earn this and then it, you know it flashes forward to when he's older and he's at, you know, Tom Hanks's characters. He's at that gravesite and he's telling him like, "I hope I earned it," and that it's kind of how I feel is this like constant reminder. Like when you look around, and I see like my wife that I had been praying for since I was twelve, and and I could never deserve, and the the kids that are so beautiful and wonderful, and living in America, and, and as hard as that can feel sometimes, looking at the rest of the world and, and the chaos and the suffering at what I'm given it's just this constant call like in my head just earn this like don't waste that like you have been given so much and so much more than you deserve so go out and earn it and you're lucky I didn't make you earn it first like I'm blessing yeah, you yeah that's true that's true <laughs> like, I think like that makes a lot of sense like when not understanding why God gives you the things he gives you right because right. you didn't earn it right it's like someone handing you a check for 10 million right right and you're like what's this for it's just you can have it, and it's yours now, but you need to work it off. Yeah. You got to work it off, though. There's some pressure Would there. you do that? Yeah, heck yeah, you would, right? You would. If someone handed you $10 million to change your family's life, would you work for it? Like, if would you work for it? Yeah, right. of course you'd earn it. Why? That would make a difference. Like, we're talking about money. Like, right. what about what God gave you, your wife and your kids? Right, the love and the people. Like, <laughs> So, you know, that's, I never thought about it that way. Like, yeah, I mean. God gave you those things and you didn't deserve it. Yeah. But you can't earn it. Right. Right. Yeah. He's <clears> he giving you the opportunity every day to go earn it. And maybe right. you never will, but he's giving you a chance to try every day. And he's not even going to judge you for that. That's right. the thing. Like, that's how he is. He's not even going to judge you for it. Like, right. Your salvation, you're secure in, but that's, that's why you want to do it for him. Right. Because he doesn't even, he's not even going to hold you to it. Right. Like, he's not like that. 
But to me, it's like a buddy that gives you, like, let's say, hey, Jay, I need to borrow 20 bucks. I'm like, I'll do whatever. Here's 100. Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah. Like, you know that I'm not worried about it. Like, I don't even care, right? But you're, at some point, if you're an honorable person, you're going to want to get that money back. Right, because you remember that blessing and you want to honor that. He wasn't on me about this. Like, he didn't even care. But I want to make sure that I know that he that he knows that I'm grateful. Right. And then I paid it back. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it's a, a week from now, a, a year from now. Like there was a guy, I mean, I'll be on, on this, right? Tough spot. I was put myself in his own position. This was back when I was gambling really bad. And I went, Amber was out of town. She went to Oregon, visit her family. And I went to the casino in town, Wind River, whatever, mm-hmm. with this guy named Michael Downs. He was a good friend. I mean, he's a good guy. And we sit down there, and I just got my paycheck, and I lost like $600, $700, like within like three hours playing poker. And he could just tell I was distraught. I didn't really – I internalized it as men. Mm-hmm. And he knew how much I lost. And he drops me off at my house, and he had won that night. Like he had won, you know. And he's like, hey, Jay, as I get out, he handed me like 600 bucks. He's like, I don't want your wife. I don't want when she comes home. Like you, when you tell her, like, you don't have any money. Like, right. I can imagine that. So he gave me that. Wow. And in in the midst of that, I still, you know, those are the types of things you think, oh, that'll turn the guy around. Like, it <laughs> didn't. It didn't really, honestly. I kept going for a very long time. Yeah. But that person doing that, and he said, don't even worry about paying me back. It took, like, years he came in one night to Cleary's and I had started to turn myself around with the gambling and I had saved some money and I knew he liked wine and there was like a hundred I know he liked a certain type of wine it was like a hundred and fifty dollars 200 bucks and I bought it for him because he came in and I, I said he's like what's this for I said you remember when you gave me money he's like I told you I didn't even care I said well Mike I said you did that's why I'm doing this is because right. you didn't expect it you weren't hounding me. You weren't, you were a friend. Yeah. And you cared about me. You cared about, like, you didn't want my wife to feel a certain way, right? It wasn't about me. He was concerned about Amber. Yeah. So it's those types of things. And that's how God is. I think when He gives you things with n- no strings attached, that should give you even more reason, right? To, like, want to go out and, and actually make that friendship even better. You yeah. Know? Like, so I think that's the, that's a tough thing, you know. But God bells us out a lot, and we don't even realize it. Right. And, and you know what I mean? We just continue doing the same thing, like, oh, we're good. Right. Like, no, you were bailed out for a reason. Like, your right. things aren't going the way they're supposed to go. You need to change course here. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about the hardest parts and the the burdens of of manhood, but. What would you say is the best part, like the thing that you get the most joy out of and also something that that lets you know you're doing it right? And, you know, like you said, like we've all got plenty of things that we're doing wrong, but what's something that you experience that like is that reaffirming voice? Like, okay, like I'm I'm starting to figure something out at least. Okay, so I mean, being a father. Yeah. I think when everything pushed aside, all my insecurities, all like not feeling like I provide and pushing those things aside when I can, my kids come home and my sons 
like there's a certain connection with me with my with my with my sons yeah and them wanting to hang out with me like we're a gaming family so like the next Nintendo Direct that comes out like we're waiting to watch that and they know it right and it's the bonding yeah so for me it's hard I think as a man like I'm so tied to my kids and my wife so what was the exact question again so I don't go off on a tangent because so, I know I can get like that. So, what so was... what's the part of, uh, of being a man that gives you the most joy and that reaffirms you, like you're saying, like the, what, the relationship you have with your kids, it sounds like that's what okay. lets you know that you're okay. doing things right. So the quality time with the kids mm-hmm. as, from that span- standpoint gives me a lot of security. Yeah. It reinforces that positiveness. Like you're doing, you're doing what you got to do yeah. you're do- in that area, right? There's other areas you need to fix but and improve on. But this area, like sitting down with them, asking them how their day is, asking them what's going on, and just being there for them, you know, giving them hugs, you know, kisses on the foreheads. Like those are all reaffirming actions, right, yeah. that you're putting onto them, yeah. right? And I want them to do that with their kids. Right. And so like it's, a, it's not a generation, generational thing in a negative way. It's a mm-hmm. positive generational, you know, like how a lot of dads in generation before us, right, they wouldn't talk. Yeah. no communication like no that's you know that's not what men are men are not supposed to like not be commun- I think it's the opposite I think if men communicated more and talked right. and, and because that's what I have with my sons I don't even care like when I start talking to my oldest son and he's like dad I don't, I don't care I don't care if you know if this is uncomfortable for you I'm not gonna just sit here and always just talk about the easy stuff video games yeah. or you know Marvel or you know no we're gonna talk like you know, we're going to have fun, but then there's some things I want to instill in you, right? right. Um, and not a lot, because I, 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 there's a lot of areas I don't feel like I could instill things. <laughs> I can't things speak to right. yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and my goal is, like, I just hope my son's a better man than I will be. Right. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Ultimately, that's my hope. Yeah. But other thing is, you know, just recently doing the health insurance, right? Um, I got real busy, like, the last month and a half, and then I hit, a, I hit like, a wall with enrolling people like, mm-hmm. like a lot of compliance like just stop me from doing a certain way but i know like for me like depending where you are in life right like ten thousand a month might not be a lot for some people like yeah. there's some people like but for me oh life that's life-changing yeah like and a lot of people right there's some people they would laugh at that there's ten, i mean seriously because like, the people we follow there's people we follow i'm sure you right follow, ten thousand is disposable that's a day that yeah, could, right. i mean seriously i'm not kidding yeah but for me like knowing that that money is going to be coming in, like I know it's I have already done the work and I know mm-hmm. that I'm going to get paid on it, and I know that that amount of money is going to come in for no matter what for the next four months. Yeah, that gives me a. I've never felt that way. That kind like, of peace and freedom, like. right? And I'm not equating it to like a, a number amount. It's just, I the next four months, I don't have to worry about right. my bills. Yeah, and in fact, if my kids want to go do something, or like. Want to go on a trip? Yeah, sure. You can say yes without Don't worrying about... To, I can say yes without even second-guessing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or Amber wants to go get a pedicure and a manicure. Go. I don't Hell care. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that feeling is a feeling I've never had. Hmm. And I'm starting to... Even though I don't have the money yet, I still haven't, it hasn't been deposited in my bank yet. Right. I already, I already know what it feels like. And mm-hmm. I've never had it before. And for whatever reason, like, that's motivating me now. Like, yeah. I'm like, shoot, because I don't want this to stop after four I months. I can keep having this, yeah. I can do this, right? 
maybe not as quick as it was, as easy as it was before. Right. But the systems there have already done it. Yeah. So that's a new feeling as part of being a man. Like That's pretty awesome. The income part, that does, I don't care what anyone says, but making good money, providing a good life for your family. Right. Is is connects to me from my in my soul like i feel like i'm i don't know i feel like that's a big thing with being a man is if you're not providing properly right that's well because when you look at that future version of yourself you're the guy who always says yes and always can say yes and and there is no limit to what you can give your loved ones so when you're like hey for the next four months like I get to be that guy. Like, I can say yes. Right. And so, yeah, I don't want to go back to saying no all the time. And that is awesome. And that is, a, like, money's not everything. I. Like, but the freedom that comes with that and the ability to bless your loved ones and the people, like, your influence and your ability to show love is just compounded by your financial freedom. So it is a big deal. What it, <clears throat> what it also does, and I'm not a woman, and I can't speak to how they feel, but if I had to have an educated guess, the moment that you as a man start providing in that way, and you know that in mm-hmm. your own mind, and now there's a subconscious confidence in you, right? your wife will see it. Right. Like, my wife is going to see it. When yeah. that first check comes in, like, it. it's kind of like when you, I don't know what it was, you ever watched that movie Family Man with uh, oh, yeah. Nick Cage? Nick Cage, yeah. And he's in the mall... And he sees that like three thousand dollar suit, mm-hmm. and he tries it on. He's like looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, "I literally feel like a different man." Right. Like whatever. It's just a suit, right? But it's the point is what it symbolizes. Like yeah, when like I never thought that I could be on track to make over a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Like having that feeling, that confidence, right. like subconscious. Like it's gonna, it's gonna. That confidence is gonna spill out into all my other areas of life, right? Yep. Like I'm gonna be a lot more confident around people that I should be, right? Because sometimes right. I put myself in rooms with people, they don't know my like. It's a fake it or make it thing with me because I yeah. do insurance, right? Like they think that I have. Some, <laughs> that's not always true, you know. But I like that feeling I have is being able to step into a room with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and know that I belong there, right? Yeah. And wow. I think that any every person should go into a room. If these people, let's say you make fifty thousand, everybody in that room makes five hundred thousand. Yeah, be in that room. Yep, it's uncomfortable. Absolutely, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it, uh, trust me, it's uncomfortable because you know it. They mm-hmm. might not, but you know it. Right. But you're in that room, and you want to be in that room till you're uncomfortable enough to make that change. Right. Right. And then, and then, like, because I already know how the feeling is going to be. Like, I'm going to be in that room, and I'm going to feel like that I belong in that room. Yeah. You know. So. That's kind of where I'm at with that, I think. I don't know. It's not a money thing. I hate to say... I mean, it is, but it's more of a mentality from the financial independence. Right, because the money is a tool to live the way that you want to live. And it just changes your whole outlook. Yeah, you you carry yourself different when you know that you're accomplishing and providing the things that you want to give to your family. Yeah, the pride isn't even, oh, well, you know, I made this dollar amount. It's like... I am able to give the things that I want to give without question. Without question. And yeah. don't and it, and it doesn't affect you. It's like it won't even it's not going to matter. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll do that. We can do this. You need that perfect. Or even simple things. Like when we go to the store, we like when you you, you know, this, you, have, you go to the store and it's like well, you have to decide between this or that. We can only get 2 pounds of chicken because we can't afford the other 4 pounds. Right. Like, really? 
Yeah. Like, you can't even, like, your kid wants, give me this cereal, Dad. Right. Sorry, I can't. It's Tasty-O's. <laughs> or it's, like, some generic yep. brand that's, like, disgusting, right? Like, you can't even, you know, or, yeah, can we go out to Mexican restaurant? No. Right. Not because I'm saying no. It's literally because. Yeah, I, it's not because you want to say no. You don't have the choice. We you don't have the money. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's okay, but. I should not, it should, it should never always be, I don't have, because I don't have the money. Right. It should be like, no, we've been on a couple times. We don't need to keep going out. Like, you know, it should be yeah. something special here or there, but never because dad didn't, doesn't make enough money. Right. You know? So it's like those small things too. And that's another thing where like, it's going to be nice to go out and buy bulk. <laughs> like right. buy, like, you know what I mean? Not buy like the, okay, we can only afford like, if we get like the smallest thing or like, like one ply toilet paper <laughs> like like in walmart there's like the 50 cent rolls they're like this small right you know and amber's just like hates them yeah you know, she's like oh god do we have to get this like, this yeah, week we do yeah. do yeah but i don't like see those are the things i hate like yeah. we can't even get her like premium toilet paper <laughs> like like that's the that's the thing that gets me i think ultimately um, like, yeah the trips and that but it's i think where the joy is going to come from honestly is those small things. Yeah. It's because I'm going to remember that. Whatever you take a trip, fine, you're going to have fun. But knowing that when I was in the aisle, I'll be looking at the 49-cent rolls and knowing, like, okay, I can get, like, 24 rolls and that's, like, $13. Yeah. And my wife's going to like it, you know, and we don't have to go buy that stuff anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think, like, a lot of people can relate, relate to that. Right. It's, or you have to buy things for your kids that are not the healthiest because you can't afford to, like, get... That's the big one. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is why I love coming over to your parents' house. Because they have, like, all their food is all natural. Right. Like, they put them and themselves in a position, you know, they don't, their kids are out of the house, you know, whatever. But they buy things that are healthy. Yep. And it tastes better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, whatever they, the sausage we had yesterday, the pepperonis, like, it was on, like, the pizza. It was, like, premium. Yeah. You know, like and you got fresh eggs from the chickens out back, like, and I mean, you get, you get all the fancy stuff, and it's like, man, like, and you're able to eat. But see, when you have kids, you don't make a lot of money, right? Or whatever, like you got to buy like the mac and cheese, or you got to buy the processed things. The last longer. You have to make it stretch, yeah. And it's not good for yourself, and it's not good for your family health wise. Mm-hmm. And you and know, it sucks having to make those choices. Yeah. And that's the hamster wheel that, right. as people that don't have a lot it's you get stuck in mm-hmm. and i understand that and so anyways i gotta light this again so i'm almost done with it i almost let almost let the wrong <laughs> hand, all right well that seems like a good spot to end part one like I said if you want to go straight for the full video you can look that up on our patreon account and make sure that you are following or subscribed on spotify or apple Podcasts so you get those notifications and i will be dropping part two very shortly thanks for tuning in guys have a great day mm-hmm.